Hi, welcome to Igniting Ecstasy in Business. I'm your host and master coach, Alex Persclub, and I'm going to be diving into what it takes to create more success and abundance in your business while living with more joy, excitement, and passion on the journey. This is not your typical business podcast. This is a judgment-free space where we're willing to put all the growth topics on the table, and we're not afraid to address the uncomfortable or to share raw behind-the-scenes stories to support your expansion. So tune in for inspiration, strategies, reflection questions, and interviews with world-class guests to help you elevate your business, unleash the power of your full expression, and to infuse more ecstasy into your day-to-day life. Because you deserve to live a life that lights you up inside. And there's no better time to start than right now. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Igniting Ecstasy in Business. I am so excited to be here today. In truth, I have been thinking about, dreaming, and planning for this podcast for the last two years. So I am thrilled that it is finally coming to fruition, and I am so excited to be here and so excited that you are choosing to spend your time here with me today. Now, my work in the world, it's devoted to guiding women in making significant internal transformations and leaps forward in business by cultivating conviction in their value, becoming more fully expressed, and living from their own divine intuition. And that's why we're here. This podcast, it's all about helping you elevate to higher levels while feeling better, feeling more joy, more excitement, passion, and pleasure while you're on the journey. Not when you finally reach some future destination or not when you finally get to the next level, but right here and now. You are deserving of feeling really good and being fulfilled now. You deserve to live with ecstasy. I want to take a moment to define ecstasy and share with you why I chose this word for the podcast, because it's really interesting to me to see how I get mixed reactions from different women or different people about this word, and everyone has different associations with it. So let me share with you my two definitions for ecstasy. First, there's the emotional and physical feelings and sensations. There's feeling extreme joy, excitement, passion, and pleasure. And then there's also the spiritual state. And this occurs when you release fear and doubt and connect fully to your highest self and to God or higher power. Okay, God, the universe, spirit, however you relate to higher power, you'll hear me use God a lot. That's how I tend to relate to higher power. And so ecstasy occurs when you surrender your ego and come into alignment with your soul, with your highest self, with God. And now my belief, my knowing, is that the more and more you infuse ecstasy into your day-to-day life, the more you're going to create success and abundance and impact with your life. It actually becomes easier and easier to bring your desires to life when you're living with more ecstasy. And living and elevating from a place of ecstasy, it supports you being in highest service to others. We're going to dive into that more in future episodes, but for today, I want to share with you a little bit more about my journey. And of course, throughout the podcast, I'll be sharing plenty of raw, behind-the-scenes, authentic stories. But for today, I want to share more of my journey in terms of painting the overall picture of what Elevating with Ecstasy looks like and why it matters. Okay, so let me go back first to March 1st, 2011. I'm 24 years old at this time. And I'm sitting in the office of the Dallas International Film Festival. I was working as the special events manager for the festival at the time. And I get a call from a nurse from my doctor's office. And she tells me that the results are in from the CT and endoscopy scans that my GI had ordered a couple weeks before because they'd found a mass in the tail of my pancreas. 
So she says, we got the results back, and it's a solid pseudopapillary tumor with cancerous tissue. And I hear those words, cancerous tissue. I write this down, and I'm just tracing those words over and over and over again. Cancerous tissue, cancerous tissue. And I'm so confused. This doesn't seem real. And I tell her, okay, wait a minute. I am 24 years old. I'm a diehard Grey's Anatomy fan. So from what I know, pancreatic cancer is incredibly lethal and scary and serious. Are you really telling me that I have cancer right now? And the nurse says, well, she's not a doctor. And unfortunately, my doctor's at a conference for another six days. So I won't be able to talk to my doctor until she gets back. But the results say cancerous tissue. So it must be cancer. And I feel instantly terrified. So I get off the phone, I drive home, and the whole drive, I'm just thinking, I'm 24 and I have cancer. What does this really mean? So I call my boyfriend. I was living with him at the time, and I ask him if he'll meet me at home to comfort me. But he says he's got an emergency at one of his restaurants, and he won't be there for a few hours. Now, in hindsight, I'm thankful that things happened that way. Because when I got home, I spend the next three hours on my bathroom floor, and I'm sobbing and sobbing, feeling so afraid, and I start talking to God and asking for guidance. And what came up for me that night as I went into this fear about possibly having only a short amount of time left was this real clarity, this crystal clarity about what actually mattered to me in my life and what didn't. To know what something is, you also have to know what it's not. So I got really clear about what didn't matter to me. And first was that I didn't care that I'd never produced a movie or made it big in film yet. Okay, I'd been spending two years working in L.A. and then had moved to Dallas, but had spent two years working in L.A., pursuing a career in film, and I felt like I really wasn't getting to exercise my potential. I was basically running a bunch of errands for people on film sets. And so I felt like I wasn't really making any kind of an impact or getting to utilize my gifts or talents. And so I didn't care about that anymore. And I also didn't care about the validation that I got from being with my boyfriend. Okay, my boyfriend at the time, we'd been together for almost two years and I'd moved to Dallas for him. He was 13 years older than me and was a very successful entrepreneur, almost a pseudo celebrity in his town. And I was experiencing this really larger-than-life kind of lifestyle with him. But inside and internally, okay, behind closed doors, the relationship was emotionally, verbally, and narcissistically abusive. My self-worth was at an all-time low, and it was not a relationship based in love. It was super toxic. And I knew instantly that it didn't matter to me, the validation that I got from it. And I also didn't care about how my life was comparing to anyone else's or what anyone else thought of me. There were only two things that night that became so clear that they actually mattered to me. And number one was knowing how to actually be connected to God and how to truly experience giving and receiving unconditional love. Now, I had been raised in faith, and so my relationship with God, it had always been important to me during my life, but I didn't know how to actually feel connected to God. I didn't know how to have deep intimacy with God, and I didn't know how to actually feel the ability to receive God's love because I had spent a lot of my life also being afraid of getting it wrong with God. Now, my whole life, I grew up in different Christian environments, and there were a lot of things that I questioned, things that didn't resonate with me, different beliefs that I had developed, but I was also really afraid of voicing them or claiming them because I had this fear that if I was wrong, God might withdraw love from me. 
which is actually the opposite of unconditional love. But at the time, I didn't know how to reconcile all of that. And so I had all this fear of being wrong with God, but also desiring deep in, deeper intimacy and connection and wanting to experience more unconditional love. And I can see now, looking back on this, that I really struggled with that at that time because I didn't know how to deeply love and trust myself. So that was number one. Number two was desiring to make so much more of a significant impact with my life. I wanted my life to matter more. I wanted to make a greater contribution. I wanted to know that I had lived the best that I could, that I had played as big as I could, that I had played my heart out in this game of life. And I knew that I wasn't doing that at that time. And I knew that the film industry wasn't it. I wanted to do things that were actually lighting me up inside, that were allowing me to express my gifts and express my true self. And I just knew that I was capable of so much more. I knew I wanted my life to be so much more impactful and fulfilling. So looking back on all of this today, I can see that that night I was so scared and facing so much unknown and lying on that bathroom floor in a puddle of my own tears, I just opened myself up and surrendered to receiving whatever messages the Spirit had for me. And in that openness, in that willingness to receive, I got this very clear message about what mattered to me, and I came to feel in my bones that we are meant to live with joy and fulfillment and divine unconditional love. I walked away from that knowing you are deserving and worthy of living with unconditional love. You are deserving and meant to fully express who you are and your unique talents in the world, and you're meant to experience the power of God and the power of the universe through living from your own intuition and utilizing your creativity. You're meant to enjoy the process and the journey of creating. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. The quality of your life, it matters right here and now. You're meant to feel fulfilled now. I said this at the beginning. I'm going to say it again because I believe this is so important and it's taken me years and multiple, multiple different experiences to really come to own and understand this lesson that you are meant to feel fulfilled now and the quality of your life matters now, not when you achieve the next thing, not when you get to the next destination. It matters right here and now on the journey. Now, understanding this intellectually versus actually living this way, there are two different things. Okay, so back in 2011, I was getting clarity about what mattered, but I did not know how to actually change my life and start living this way. So I really started this quest to discover what it looks like and what it takes to live with love and fulfillment and to become fully expressed, okay, to live connected to your highest self. So fortunately, my tumor, it turned out to be incredibly rare. It was non-aggressive. It was not the typical kind of pancreatic cancer that you hear about. And so I was very blessed to be cured just from a surgery. And once I recovered, and a few months later, I decided to leave the film industry. I left my relationship, and I moved back to my hometown of Pittsburgh to start my life over and to figure out how to live life without being on autopilot. I spent six years working in nonprofit. And then I started my coaching business in 2016. And I was building it up on the side my first few years, really trying a lot of things out, learning how to coach, learning what I liked, what I didn't. And I spent the first few years really grinding it out and building my way up to having what you could say was decent success. During those years as well, I reconnected with my now husband, Adam, and we got married in 2017. 
we started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu together. So I started getting back into better shape and uh, taking care of myself physically. And then in 2019, I co-launched an event planning business. And I grew these two businesses together to six figures. And so some aspects of my life were going well. They were great. And then there were these other aspects of my life that still felt really hard and difficult and challenging. I felt stifled. I still felt like there was so much more I was capable of, like I had so much more of me to still express, so much more potential, so much more impact I could make. And I was feeling really overwhelmed and tired. I felt like I was basically standing in this crowded room, sort of screaming, and no one was hearing me. I was saying, I'm exhausted, and I'm quietly resentful. Inside, I was screaming, but no one outside was actually hearing me because I was wearing a mask and hiding myself a lot of the time. I was stuck in people-pleasing. I was stuck in superwoman syndrome, trying to take care of everything myself and not letting myself being supported and self-sacrificing. I was wearing this title of being Alex the Altruist as a badge of honor on my sleeve. Okay, and I didn't even see all this clearly at the time. Now, looking back, I can see all these patterns, but I was really letting my fear and these limiting beliefs run the show. And when I did achieve, when I created the results that I wanted or hit my goals, it still always felt like it wasn't enough yet. Okay, yeah, that's great, but I still need to hit the next level. I'm still desiring more. And I was living in this just never enough mentality. And second-guessing myself and being hard on myself. And you could be doing better. You could have done more. You should have done it differently. You could be at the next level or the higher level. And I was constantly questioning and worrying about getting it wrong. It's a big theme in my life, this fear of being wrong, getting it wrong, or it not being enough. So by the end of 2019, I started taking steps to really open myself up to receiving more support. I knew that I wanted more change. Yes, I'd created some decent success. Yes, there were things in my life that were going well, but I knew that there had to be more. There had to be more enjoyment. I was really struggling to figure out that piece of feeling really good about myself while I was creating these new results. So at the end of 2019, I let go of my events business, which was about 60% of my revenue at the time, and I started searching for mentors. And I believe that by taking these steps... I showed God that I was ready to receive more. At the end of 2019, a divine mentor showed up in my life. Now, I'd been looking for business guidance, but with the mentor that I met and started working with, I got so much more from it. This guidance completely changed my life. Now, when I first met her, and I started with a two-month engagement, of exploring working with her. And in those first two months, like I said, I received so much more than the business guidance on top of that, that I knew I was really aligned, that I wanted her to be my mentor. I wanted to learn how to really let go of all this fear and doubt that was blocking me and slowing me down so much. And it was also a $100,000 investment to work with her for the year. And at the time, this was mind-blowing to me. Okay, I did not have this money just sitting set aside in my bank account. Adam and I had just bought a house. So we had about eight grand in our savings. And my husband, Adam's also a, a combat veteran. And he had gotten out of the army in 2014, had gone back to school. And so he was starting a brand new job, a brand new sales job that was 100% commission. Okay, so we did not have any stability financially in our lives at that time. And I also knew 
that I really was desiring to take myself to the next level and to get more support. So I remembered what mattered most to me when I was sick, when I was diagnosed with my tumor. And I remembered that one of the things that I really cared about was pursuing a life that was filled with joy and excitement and significant impact. And deep down, I also knew that I wanted to learn how to love myself more and trust myself so that I could be giving and receiving unconditional love in such a greater way. So I took one of the scariest leaps of my life, removed the safety net, put my stake in the ground, and went all in for working with this mentor for the six-figure investment for the year. And by working with her, I prioritized not only learning more about business and strategy and sales, and of course, I had a ton of up-leveling to do there as a business owner, but I also prioritized my inner world experience. I prioritized looking at how I was thinking, how I was seeing myself, treating myself, how I was showing up, how I was valuing myself. And I came to see this really powerful truth that what had been making the path so hard and difficult was all the fear, doubt, and judgment that I had, all the people-pleasing and imposter syndrome and second-guessing myself and the fears of being wrong. That's what was making the journey so difficult and slowing me down. Okay, I mean, think about it. If you fully trust that no matter what, your desires are going to come to life. They're here, they're available for you, you have your vision for a reason, it's going to come to fruition, and that you have a right to make mistakes, and it's okay to embrace the journey, that you're going to have setbacks along the way, eventually you'll figure it out, you'll be okay, and that it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, as long as you're being your true self and expressing yourself and pursuing your desires, and that that's all that matters— the journey doesn't have to be hard and difficult. It would be so much more of an adventure, right? It would be an adventure that you could embrace with curiosity and looking at, okay, how do I actually now get to the outcomes? What's the path? What does the journey look like? How can I have fun and enjoy creating along the way? So while I did this work with my coach and then continued to invest in myself and work with amazing mentors over the next three and a half years, I really focused my study in on two key areas. And I would say that I spent about 20 to 25% of my focus on enhancing my business strategies and learning powerful heart-centered sales and how to be a visionary leader. And then I spent about 75 to 80% of my focus on replacing my fear, my shame, and my self-judgment with trust in my highest self and in my intuition. I learned how to replace my people-pleasing and my approval-seeking and my self-doubt with finding my voice and becoming more fully expressed. One of the biggest things for me was learning how to remove my wrongness. Like I said, that was a huge fear for me, being wrong. And yet there were all these places in my life where I was making myself wrong or making it not good enough yet. Okay, stuck in that never-enough mentality. So I learned how to release that, not completely get rid of it, but I'm still working on all of it. Okay, all of this is a work in progress. But I learned how to make it a much lighter influence in my life. And I started discovering more and more clarity in who I actually am, started exploring what I actually really believe, finding my value and my worth from within and trusting in myself and my beliefs and trusting in the bigger possibilities for my life and increased my capacity to receive. And I reignited my passion and started prioritizing being supported and prioritizing my joy and my pleasure and my true desires. 
all of this, it transformed who I was being and how I was showing up. And it helped me develop into a master coach. It enhanced my messaging, my magnetism, and my conviction and my value. And by doing all of that and exploring making the greatest shifts in who I was being, it changed everything. I mean, it completely transformed my life and business. Since making that decision at the beginning of 2020, I 10X'd my coaching business in under two years. I started working with more aligned clients that I absolutely cherish and started guiding them to creating so much more powerful results than I ever had before. And even though Adam and I had had a good marriage, I learned what it really means to become best friends with your husband. I mean, our intimacy deepened in the most amazing ways. I started to become more and more expressed, finding more and more of my unique message and developing my own frameworks and content so that I could really see myself as a powerful thought leader versus before and I'd just been teaching everybody else's content. I learned how to become so much kinder to myself and to see myself with so much more compassion and confidence. And I transformed my understanding of God. I let go of the religious conditioning that had been really blocking me and embrace true spirituality. And I'm now continuously growing in my connection to God and in letting my divine intuition lead and in tapping into the spirit, my true desires and living in that trust. So through all of that, I'm creating more and more ecstasy and fulfillment in my day-to-day life where I get to feel good enough now. I get to live in my enoughness while being excited to create more and to continue elevating to higher levels. Now, I want to be really clear about this. Okay, all of these outcomes, they're still a work in progress for me. Like I said, I'm not perfect at it. And I don't even think the goal is to completely remove fear and make it never show up in your life. But it's about learning how to respond to your fear differently and to treat yourself differently in the process and on the journey. And from learning how to do that and leaning more and more into that, the transformations that I've been able to create in my life have been unbelievable. And so I have become such a believer in and such an advocate for learning this path of replacing fear and self-judgment with valuing yourself and cultivating radical self-trust, okay? Radical trust in your highest self and in God and in the unknown. There is nothing more powerful than being led by your divine intuition and your highest self. So from everything I've experienced and I see my clients' experience and my peers' I know that your highest self, it's always moving you towards more solutions, towards more growth, more expansion, more abundance, and to greater expression. Okay, your highest self, it's guiding you to find your voice and to step into more of your power and stepping into more passion and more ecstasy. And this is why everything that you desire to create or experience in your life while feeling more joy on the inside while you create it, It's on the other side of trusting in and valuing yourself. We're going to dig into all of this more deeply moving forward, okay, in future episodes. Through the podcast, we're going to be covering the combination of both business strategies. We'll be talking about how to enhance and up-level what you're doing in business, as well as integrating powerful and heart-centered sales. And then we're also going to focus in on who you are being. I'm going to be putting out solo episodes and sharing more of my behind-the-scenes stories. I'm also going to have amazing guests on the show, and they'll be sharing their real stories, all to inspire and support you in your expansion and bringing more of your desires to life, okay, and in helping you 
live with more ecstasy. Because like I said at the very beginning, when you're living with more ecstasy, you're going to be in highest service to other people. So in the very next episode, we're going to go deeper in exploring your true desires and also what can slow you down from bringing those true desires to life. I see so many women second-guessing their true desires. This was something I struggled with for a long time. So second-guessing and doubting or justifying true desires. And then also I see women focusing their efforts in the less effective places to try to overcome those hurdles. Okay, so in the next episode, we're going to talk about all of this and where it's most effective for you to focus on in order to overcome the hurdles that are slowing you down from creating more of what you want in life and business. All right, we'll be getting into all of that next. But for now, I want to leave you with a reflection question. All right, as a coach, I absolutely love to pose reflection questions uh, for people to consider. So I want to invite you to think about for today, what matters most for you to create or experience in your life? And then how much are you prioritizing what matters most to you? And if you reflect on those questions, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear any of your insights or takeaways or feedback from this episode today. Okay, I want to connect with you. I want to hear from you. I would love to know what you're getting from this episode. And I can't wait to dive deeper with you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Igniting Ecstasy in Business. If you enjoy what you heard and you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. I love to hear your feedback, your insights, questions, or any desired topic requests. You can also reach me directly through the contact page at alexpurseglove.com. I so appreciate you spending your time here with me today. And until next time, I'm wishing you a beautiful day of focusing on what lights you up inside.